0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Dew L. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater from New York. Today is uh, July 1st, 2016. And today we are reading from the Big Book. And we are on page 77, the first paragraph. We don't use this as an excuse. We're going to read through two paragraphs, ending with, if our manner is calm, frank, and open, and we'll be gratified with the result. We'll read the first paragraph for context and focus our comments on the second paragraph. Today's readers are um, Rachel W., Esther C., Katie G., Esther F. for the 12 steps, and um, Iris G. for the 12 traditions. The reference number for yesterday, uh, June 30th, 2016 is eight, eight, seven, eight. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. O.A. is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of O.A. to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, O.A.'s fifth tradition states... Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry a message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive eating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to begin reading the 12 steps. Good morning. This is
1: Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, stop through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, tried we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, I will now ask
0: Iris G. to read the 12 Traditions.
3: Hi, this is Iris G. from New York. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three. The only requirement for AA membership is a desire to stop drinking. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or AA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Six, an AA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the AA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every AA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Alcoholics Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, AA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I passed?
0: Thank you. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions of the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting and everyone everyone's except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book on page 77. We're going to start with the first paragraph. We don't use this as an excuse through the second paragraph, ending with, if our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the result. We'll read the first paragraph for context only and focus our comments on the second paragraph. I will now ask Rachel W. to begin our reading.
4: Good morning, Du, and thank you so much for your service. Good
0: morning, everyone. This is Rachel
4: W., Recovered Compulsive, a reader calling from New York. We don't use this as an excuse for shying away from the subject of God. When it will serve any good purpose, we are willing to announce our convictions with tact and common sense. The question of how to approach the man we hated will arise. It may be that he had done us more harm than we had have done him. And though we may have acquired a better attitude toward him, we are still not too keen about admitting our, mis- our faults. Nevertheless, with a person we dislike, we take the bit in our teeth. It is harder to go to an enemy than to a friend, but we find it much more beneficial to us. We go to him in a helpful and forgiving spirit, confessing our former ill feeling and expressing our regret. Under no condition do we criticize such a person or argue. Simply we tell him, that we will never get over drinking until we have done our utmost to straighten out the past. We are there to sweep off our side of the street, realizing that nothing worthwhile can be accomplished until we do so, never trying to tell him what he should do. His faults are not discussed. We stick to our own. If our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the result. And again, this is um Rachel W recover compulsive overreader and For me, you know, towards the end of this paragraph where it says the last sentence, if our manner is calm, frank, and open, we'll be gratified with the result. So we're being guided to a way of doing this that would leave, leave us open to being heard, that will leave us open to have the experience that we're supposed to have in, in giving over this amends. And, you know, the idea here isn't, it's, it's not that, you know, it's not that I'm a bad person. It's just, it's not that I'm not smart or I didn't know what to do in my life. It's just that my, I got overwhelmed by life circumstances and I went to food for relief and, and that was the power that I used. That was my higher power. And that's how I would call my fears and, Um, not be so lost or frightened and make a decision, you know, I'd feel like so much more calm if I could just eat something I could, I could do so much better. That's, that was the issue with me. It wasn't that I didn't know what to do or I wasn't smart enough to figure it out. But in these steps, you know, we come in the rooms and we, Want to use our intellect to solve things, and soon, you know, I learned very soon that you know these steps really did work, even though it didn't seem like they would. But for for what I needed in my life, but you know, they finally they did, and um, I needed weight loss, and that's what I thought I needed, and I. I but here I see that I needed so much more, so you know, I'm not ashamed. I'm not beating myself up because I'm a bad person. Um, this is an extremely spiritual process. This is a this is a dignified process, and I'm just doing the right thing. And all I'm doing in this amends is I'm I'm setting an example really for for myself and other people, you know, making it making it easier for me to make amends to other people. And part of the um a a tool for doing this for me was the set aside prayer is before I would um actually go to someone to speak to someone after I've discussed this with my sponsor and perhaps other people, um, then I can say the set aside prayer and and go into The amends in a very clean process and it's it's such an an important process you know it's a very dignified and and um you know it's it's really much we don't have to be scraping and the last paragraph also you know talks about having the forgiving spirit confessing our former ill feeling and expressing the regret so so it's just it's just um setting the backdrop for who i have to be when i make this this amends like who i have to be in that moment and um just you know, on, and really, really living this promise, which is we're coming to soon, but living the promise that I will have a new way of living. I will have a new, you know, way of, of reacting and I will have a, a new higher power that I could put at the center of my life that everything else can emanate from that. And I can turn to that instead of turning to the food, which I, which I always had done those other times. So thank you for allowing me to share. And thank you for your service, too.
0: Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Uh, now we will open the floor up for those who want to share. Who else would like to share on this paragraph?
5: Katie
6: G. from Boston.
5: Okay, Katie G. This Renata, is Bella, Bella can I share? Bella. Larry. Larry. Kathy. Nancy
0: H. Mahama R. Mahama R. Kimberly L. Chris G. Uh, wait, Kimberly L. Chris G. Okay, why don't we start off with those? So I'll tell you who I have. I have Katie G, Renata G, Bella G, uh Larry K, Nancy H, uh, Mahama R. Kimberly L and Chris G. So let's start off with
3: Katie G.
6: Hi do it's Katie G. Can you hear me?
3: Yes, I can.
6: Katie G Recovered. Compulsive Overeater, anorexic, and Bulimic, and just starting my timer. Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, you know, we don't talk about what they have done wrong. You know, that's not what this is about. This is not about um, me going to someone and say, hey, you know what, like I ripped you to shreds, but I wouldn't have done that if you hadn't done this. And that sounds really easy and straightforward, but it can sometimes feel complex, which is why I work with a recovered compulsive overeater um, the first time and why I still run by my amends by other people um, to make sure that my language is very simple. Um, and also, I love this idea of calm, frank, and open and being gratified, which means, you know, satisfied. Um, there is a, a beautiful satisfaction for me that comes. From being humble and um, the best definition I've heard of humility is seeing myself as I really am and that means showing up in my relationships and I made an amend recently and it was about saying hey you know what like I was wrong the way I treated you was condescending it was rude and I really regret treating you that way and every time I've been able to do that, it's like I settle into my skin. Um, you know, when I made my, my formal amend to my to my fiancé, it was like, this is what I've done. And I, I don't want to be that person in your life, in our life together. And, um, and being open to somebody else's feedback. And again, it's like um, <clears throat> that double life that somebody else can tell me the page reference for that we talk about so much. I get out of the double life and um, even when people have told me yeah you know what you were really rude or um, you know if you're in my life and you're a friend of mine you know that um, I fall short and call you back and make amends and you know the people who um, the people who don't say oh yeah Katie you were totally fine like I learned from them or you know a best friend of mine said to me I am having a really hard time talking to you Um, and all of this is not to say like I'm the worst person in the world, but number one, I'm a compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. I'm a human being and I mess up and, and learning to not, um, over apologize. Right. But learning to just be like, Hey, you know what? I was wrong. This is what I did. Um, I'm not going to be groveling. I'm not gonna, um, you know, bow on my knees before you, but I am going to say I was wrong and I want to see how I can set this right. So, um, I don't know, guys, this amend process, um, it's not about feeling good. It's not about getting relief, but it's getting freedom from having to be anyone other than the the daughter of God that um, I've been made to be with all of you. And I'm going to keep moving forward one day at a time, shoulder to shoulder with you guys. And with that, I pass.
0: Okay, thank you, Katie. And we'll move on to Renata G.
7: Good morning, dude. Thank you for your service. Good morning, family. This is Renata G., Recovered compulsive Reader, calling from Istanbul. Beside myself, happy for being on the line this morning. Um, you know, the ninth step was, you know, the make it or break it for me. And um, you know, in this paragraph, there's just some of the the, the guidelines that my sponsor gave me in writing the amends letters before I went out to make amends. You know, uh, it says, under no condition we criticize such a person or argue. And so, you know, I had amends that I, like I had this one specific man, um towards a friend that, you know, she had, uh, like we had this horrible Uh, argument and I said very 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 nasty things to her and you know she she had her part too she had said things first but you know I spent more than three years of my life going over that day that I said all the, the awful things I did to her going over it in my head and justifying it well but she said that but she did this and you know, I, I was I was still crazy. I was still a prisoner. I was still in fear. I You know, I was full of guilt and shame. Like, the thought of seeing her on the street, like, really terrified me. And then I had to, you know, numb that up with food. And, you know, that and many other situations. And so, on top of page 78 where it says, uh, you know, we'll be gratified with the results. So when I went up to this friend and I made amends for my part, right, really, you know, disregarding what she did, not that it was okay, but I'm not there to point fingers. I'm there to be free. And, um, you know, so I talked about my part, the way I talked to her and how I needed to, you know, act differently and apologize for that. And so I was free. And that was the result I was looking for. After that day, when I, you know, after I made amends, then there was no more guilt, no more shame. And I could stand in front of my higher power, you know, clean. I could have access because I wasn't blocked from all those, you, you know, with all those ill feelings. And uh, this was really, really freeing process for me and what really brought me closer to my higher power. With that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Okay, thank you. We're going to move on to Bella G.
5: Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, too, for doing this service, and thank you very much everybody on the line. If our manner is calm, frank, and open, we will be gratified with the result. Yes, and it happened, thank God, to me, too. I remember when I was in step ten, one one of my very hard amends uh, was to make an amends to my mother. And it was very, very, very hard for me, very difficult. And thank you, God, that I, I had a wonderful sponsor, that she really was with me all the time. And I could talk with her, everything, and I could express my feelings. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I felt guilty. I felt, you know, it was very, very not comfortable feeling for me to make an amends towards my mother. And uh, by giving it over together with my sponsor, you know, slowly, slowly I become calm, And open, and I knew that now I am a different person, and I am not going with my ego, with my power. I am going with the power of God. And I knew that, you know, I am not a bad person, and I am not stupid. I just, you know, I am human, and I had my wrong beliefs, and I had, you know, because of my wrong beliefs, I was. I thought wrong, and i this is the way that I acted only when i was I understand myself and I accept myself. you know I remember that I went to my mother and in a on a regular conversation, I just told her, You know I am now in the program, and I started to realize things that I did wrong, and I did mistakes. And, you know, I I know that I did wrong, and I want to apologize. And it was a wonderful, wonderful feeling, and my mother was listening. And I was so surprised because my mother said, Oh, Bella, it's okay. I am also human, Mm -hmm. and I also did mistakes. And thank you for bringing it up that I can also apologize to you. You know, thank you. We are both human. And I was like, wow, I really didn't expect for my mother to say it. And this is only because, thank you, God, I had the opportunity to share before my feelings with a a recovered sponsor that she didn't judge me and she didn't blame me. And I could do it with the power of God. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Bella. Now we're going to move on to Larry Kay.
8: Hi, Du. Thanks for your service, Du. This is Larry Kay, recovered Recovered uh, Compulsive Reader from Chicago. Um, you know, I, I made some mistakes along the way. You know, these these steps are done in sequence for a reason because we're going to experience some some promises, some changes through these steps. So here we are, you know, and, and, you know, it talks about under no condition do we criticize such a person or argue. Well, if I back up to step six, and I can remember, you know, we emphasized a willingness to being indispensable. Are we now ready to let God remove from us? I wasn't. I wasn't ready for God to remove those things. I didn't know it. You see, I wanted to be thin. I desperately wanted to be thin and I wanted the pain of this disease to be removed. I wasn't ready then to, at at a certain point in my trajectory here, I wasn't ready to allow my creator, I wasn't willing that this creator should have all of me, good and bad, in step seven. You know, praying, you know, to remove from me all these defects of character. No, I wasn't ready for that. So if you're like me, as I was at one time, then you get to step. You get to steps eight and nine. Eight, you make a list, and nine, you go out and make amends. Guess what? I wasn't ready to make amends. So <laughs> under no condition do we criticize? Well, let me tell you, I got in front of somebody. In this case, it was my mother, who was uh, someone that I resented, you know, terribly. And so you, you think, Larry, that you're, you're going to, you know, that this is just going to go zip, 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 smooth? No, it wasn't. And it didn't for me. I wasn't ready. I had, I, had given, I had not done the work that was necessary in the preceding steps. You see, we're building a foundation through each of these steps. Each step, you need to be ready for the next step and so on. So if you're like me, as I was, I'm not that person anymore, but as I was at a certain time years ago, not ready. Step nine to me was just let me zip on through so I can be thin. I want to fit into my clothes. Life's going to be perfect. Um, You know, so on and so forth. That's not the way the process works. Each step builds on the next. So we experience a change. There's a state of readiness for the next step. So we can't give short shrift to any of the steps and think we're gonna job the system. You know what I mean? We're gonna put one over on the system. It's a fair system. It's a very, it works, it works, the system works. But we have to be ready for each step and I wasn't. So I'll just finish by saying that first time that I I made amends to my mom, uh, you know, we don't criticize, guess what? Oh, I criticized. I didn't intend to criticize when I went in. A sponsor told me not to criticize. We read, but I wasn't ready. I hadn't done the work as a springboard from one step to the next. So it's just a point of warning, but a but a friendly, loving warning. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank
0: you, Larry. We'll move on to Nancy H. Nancy, please press star one to unmute
9: morning everyone i'm nancy i'm a grateful recovered compulsive overreader from massachusetts thank you do for your service and thank you for letting me share um i'm particularly struck by having to go to the people with uh, uh loving and forgiving spirit or helpful and forgiving spirit and um I, here's, um, here's where I'm taking responsibility for my my side of the street, and I'm not mentioning anything that I think they might have done to me. And I knew how important this mission was because I knew on page 66 it talks about, um, I'll read it, it's plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and unhappiness. To the precise extent that we permit these, do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile? But with the alcoholic whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. We found that it is fatal. For when harboring such feelings, we shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the spirit. The insanity of alcohol returns and we drink again. And with us, to drink is to die. Now, I didn't want to go back to my insanity of the food and the unmanageability of my life, so I knew that it was important that I make these amends regardless of how how uncomfortable I was. So when I went about uh, making my amends, I found that by inviting God in to accompany me on each amends right before I went in, you know, my heart was softened, and and God seemed to put the words in my mouth, and I could apologize sincerely and, you know, outline my wrongs in a humble and loving spirit. Um, I'm particularly thinking of a few amends that I made. Um, I went to three former bosses that I felt were entirely wrong in the way they treated me, But then I examined my part in the situation, and I found that they weren't the ones entirely wrong. So after stating my amends to them, you know, each one of them explained to me how pressured they had been from their supervisors, and they all thanked me for coming, and now when I see these people, I don't have to feel ashamed. I feel like all is well and peace, you know, we're peaceful. And the other amends I recall, it's amazing how God put people in my life just at the right time, I went to make an amends at a grave for a nun who had taught me 52 years ago, and I couldn't find the grave, and I, I ran into a groundskeeper, and I told him what I was trying to do, and he said, Oh, I, I understand completely. Let me, I have someone in, in my prog, in my family who are in program, and I know just what you're doing, so why don't I help you to find it? And he found found the grave for me, and then he said, I'm going to leave you here and let you do this by yourself, and I'll be waiting for you outside the gate. So, he could direct me back out of the cemetery. So, that was one time, you know, that I was just, I was floored many times that people from program were put in my life when I tried to apologize to complete strangers. And so now I'm a free woman. I don't have to fear meeting people on the street. I don't have to feel bad about my past. But I had to let go of those resentments and forgive before I could even begin to, to start making them. So, um, I guess with that, I pass, and thank you for letting me do service.
0: Thank you, Nancy H. Uh, Mahama R., you're up next.
10: This is Mahama R., can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Thank you, do, for your service. Thank you for letting me share today um, about this. We are there to sweep off our side of the street and we'll be gratified with the result. So for me, that took on New meaning when I was doing step 9 I had this one incident that involved a few people and it was something that had developed into a huge resentment in my life and when I discovered through steps 4 and 5 that I was truly responsible for what had happened I went to them in 9 to make my amends and they didn't even remember that the incident had occurred and I, I can't even begin to tell you the impact that it had on me the the revisiting the situation and the eating that I did to help myself hide from what I did in that situation. When I went to them and found that they didn't even remember that it had occurred, then I realized what that means to clean my side of the street. They didn't even have a street. It was all about what I was doing to myself. And once I went to them and made this amends and realized that it wasn't them at all. It was me who not only was responsible for what occurred, but what continued to occur. So that meant that I was truly free from the fear of meeting, not them on the street, but of meeting myself in myself. Thank you for letting me share my path. Okay, thank you.
11: Kimberly L., you're up next. This is Kimberly L. in Georgia, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. The one thing that I wanted to hone in on is, um, well, two things. One, his faults are not discussed. We stick to our own. And that's a very interesting point that I started to learn about when I was doing my fourth and fifth step, more specifically my fifth step with my sponsor, which I've done um, recently. And it, it's, it was so eye-opening to focus solely on my responsibility, what did I do, what are my defects, and how have I contributed to this? It was such a freeing process. It was not easy, it was quite painful, but it was such a freeing process for me to go through. We really did not even focus on the cause because believe you me, I wanted to get in there and do get out. I wanted to show my sponsor how wrong they were, look at what happened, how dare them do this. But that's not what it's about. Um, And when I am, well, I am now in the process of making my amends, and when I stick to my own, this is what I've done. This is where I was wrong. The experience has been so gratifying. It does not feel good. I made an amend
2: um, earlier this week. And Uh, Kimberly, we can't hear you. Kimberly, press star one to mute. Okay, we'll just move on to Chris G. And when she gets back, we'll have her share,
0: finish her share. Chris?
12: Good morning, everybody. This is Chris G. in Connecticut, a newly recovering compulsive overeater. Um, I just want to thank you all for being here. Uh, this program and these meetings in the morning, I am learning so much from each of you in your sharing, and I am just beginning step one, so um and reflecting on the upcoming steps i I need to acknowledge i 'm feeling a little anxious, but I know it 's one day at a time, and I 'm just soaking in the wisdom from each one of you um, but I do want to acknowledge that the practice of cleaning my side of the street has been one i've i've um, learned a long time ago um, but in in the with the intention of humbling myself i am so aware that i'm scared i'm scared of that time because now that i've never done made amends as a sober woman so to speak and and so just letting go of the food for the last 14 15 days has uh brought up so much emotion and so many memories and um you know so i'm just trusting this process and thanking thanking you all and thanking god for the humility that i am learning and boy it's so nice to experience that and i know i'll experience more of it when i reach these steps um with every step I'll know humility more and more, and in so doing, I'm not alone. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to know everything. I don't have to control everything. I don't have to judge or blame. Um, One of the issues that I struggled with as a kid was always feeling like nobody owned their side of the street, and that's been my gripe for a long time. I'm owning my side. What about you? (laughs) You know, and, and I, and I've been on the other side of the benefits of just owning mine and forgiving the rest. I heard the other day, forgiveness is the letting go of a diff of a letting go of the hope for a different past. And that says it all. And letting go of the hope for others, you know, doing their work. So, I'm just so grateful for you all, um, and I bow to each one of you. I bow to God, and I thank you again. Have a wonderful and blessed day, and um, I will pass with that.
0: Thank you. Kimberly L., are you back? Do you want to finish your share?
11: Give
0: I am back. And I'm,
11: yeah, I'm I'll back. I'll give, and give so you sorry. about a
0: minute and a half, okay?
11: Yep, okay. I all just right. wanted to – can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I just was saying <laughs> to a dead phone, um, I was just saying that before I go into my amend, not only do I run my amend by my sponsor and by my recovered network, I truly praise you humility. And I've been so gratified with the results. And they have been painful. I made an amend earlier this week. And the person I made an amend to brought up some things that I had forgotten about, which were very harmful. And they were... There were things that I did that were not nice at all. Um, but the humility that comes from this and owning what I've done and where I've made, um, where I've made a mess of things, it, there comes a lot of freedom. And I was scared to death of the ninth step when I was working through the steps. I think I've shared this before, that it wasn't so much the fourth and fifth, although I was, had fear about that. It was more than ninth. But in working through the process sequ- sequentially in working with my sponsor and with my network and then having an increased connection with God, I-, I am not that fearful. Fear still comes up, but I know that I'm going to be okay, that this is a step in the process. I have to do this in order to not eat again. And... um and the fear is just not there like it once was. And I am so grateful. And, again, I apologize for my phone and I passed. Thank you. Okay, folks, we'll um, resume sharing. Um, I
0: I think we should have two more shares on this paragraph before we move on to the next one. Who else would like to share? Vasa O. Bobby, Bobby. O. And I heard one other person after Vasa O.
2: Renee Jody. C. Bobby.
0: I heard Renee G. C.
2: And Bobby G?
0: I'm sorry, Bobby who? G. Bobby G. Okay, let's take those three, and then we'll move on to the next paragraph after that. So it's Vasa O, Renee G, C, and Bobby G. Vasa, you're up. Vasa, I can't hear you. Press star one to unmute.
13: Sorry, I was muted. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. And I am Vasa, Grateful recovering, Recover Compulsible VitaCon from Foxville, Massachusetts. And thank you, Due, for your service. And my biggest resentment was towards my mother and my father, the harm that they had done us growing up. And looking back, they were sick. You know, they were in, in their addictions like I was myself. And I was really so scared to do my nine step, you know, and again, I'm so grateful I had the sponsor to guide me through wet. And I really was not ready. I mean, I had lost the weight, and, you know, here I was in ninth step, and I was not ready to make amends. And it's not like I didn't try. My mother had passed on maybe a year or two before, and I remember going to the grave, you know, uh, I think I was in therapy in those years. And I remember going to the grave and trying to make make amends, and my heart was really not there. I think I was still working through the pain that had happened, and that's why I wasn't ready and uh i um and then i I heard in in like in the programs you know I needed to forgive for the for the harm that was done. Me as growing up, I think I needed to. I, I did make amends, you know, later, you know, sitting on a chair, any way they asked me to do it. My sponsor suggested, you know. Um, but for me, mostly, I needed to work on forgiveness for what they did not know they were doing. They did the best that they could. And then I was doing the ninth step with another person. I w- she was doing it with me. She came in Florida for a few days. And Mm, and maybe nine or ten days later, my my father, he had been dead also. He came in my dream, and we were in the kitchen sitting around the table, and he was, like, standing up, and he made, I mean, he looked so frail. He looked so pale. He looked so horrible. And he made amends to the whole family and to my mother, and he said he was so sorry the harm that he did to that family. I never expected that from my father. I never thought it was going to happen, but that's what happened. So this is my experience. You know, I'm just sharing my own experience. And uh, I, you know, and that made me feel good. Yeah, my father came and made amends to all of us. So I'm not afraid to make amends to my family, and I've done some to my husband. And I still do it with my husband, you know? Or, you know. He would never do, you know, he doesn't do that stuff. But it doesn't matter. It's, I need to declare the records, you know. But anyways, thank you for letting me share in my past.
0: Thank you. We'll move on to Renee C.
2: Hi, everybody. This is Renee C. do thank you so much for your service. I'm from Pennsylvania, grateful we recovered, compulsive overeater. Wow, this reading was really, (laughs) really hit me between the eyes in a good way. And I am, you know, I am thinking back to the first set of amends that I made many, many years ago to both of my parents. And um, it truly is in God's hands when we do this work. It was interesting. I was... um, I'm one of those people that apologizes to the chair when I bump into it. You know, it's it's just been a crazy way to do things. But today in recovery and back those many years ago, I was able to sit down with my mother, take her by the hands. I was crying. Renée
0: um, you're breaking up.
2: I'm so sorry. Can you hear me better now?
0: No, can't hear you. You want to All call right, let back? me
2: back? Let me switch phones. I'll be right there. Hold on. Is that better? It's a little better. Okay. So uh, all I was saying was that I had an opportunity to make amends to both of my parents. It went so much better than all of my fears. As a matter of fact, it was like the cleansing breath that I took in my step work Mm -hmm. that propelled me forward in recovery. And for that, I am very grateful. My mother's response to me was interesting, and I was incredibly blown away by it. She said I made a lot of mistakes, too. And that was not the reason I did the amends. The reason I did the amends was to clean my side of the street. With my dad, it was a little more comical and a little more crazy. But, you know, they're both passed, And uh, I'm just so very grateful for this process um, living amends are a little more of a challenge for me, and I work on those on a daily basis in my tenth step, and working and living in ten, eleven, and twelve. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. All
0: right. Thank you. And we're up to Bobby G.
14: Bobby, you're
15: up. Good morning. It, good morning. It's Bobby G from Toronto. Can I be heard? Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, This is the first time that I'm sharing on the line. Um, Anyway, recently a fellow visionary took me through the big book and I realized I needed to make an amend to my mother who passed on 19 years ago. So I wrote a letter and I went to her grave and uh, I read it to her. And it was very healing because it was my side and the things that I said to her. And um, it was really important for me. But on the other hand, I just want to share an amend that I made. I believe we talk about it later on in the step. And I did make an amend to a friend that I, I destroyed the friendship. And she was very civil to me, but I went in with expectations, thinking that the friendship would go back to the way it was. And it didn't. But the thing is, is that I cleaned up my side of the street, and that's what this is all about. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Okay hey, folks, um due to the time, um we're gonna stay on this paragraph for um others that would like to share on this paragraph. Um who else would like to share? Okay. Melissa C. Sally. I heard Melissa C and someone else after Melissa C.
6: Nessa R.
0: Nessa R. Tracy T. Tracy T.
6: Leah M. Leah M.
2: Sarah
6: W.
0: M. And Sarah W. Rochelle M. I'm sorry? Rochelle M. Rochelle M. Rochelle M. Mm-hmm. Maureen M. Maureen M. Okay. Let's see if um we could fit all these people in. It's Melissa C., Nessa R., Tracy... T, I believe, um, Leah M, Sarah W, Rochelle M, and Mariam M. Okay, we'll, we'll begin with Melissa C.
5: Hi,
16: good morning. It's Melissa C. A recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, for me, it's like I have to seriously not focus on other people's faults. Um, and the people that I really struggle to make amends to um, you know, I know we're talking about enemies, but they weren't my enemies. Um, they were people like my husband. Um, they were, um, you know, and mainly him. Um, my struggle was that I hadn't forgiven him, you know, and, and the realization of that was big. Um, that I said I forgave him, you know, that I said, oh, it doesn't bother me anymore or the, that I didn't care, um, that wasn't the truth. You know, I was maybe bravely trying to cover up, maybe I was trying to act tough. Um, perhaps embarrassed that I was hurt, you know, by the things that happened. Or or that I thought I should be. You know, I had a, a um like a judgment of myself. I should be over this. Um and that I found that this was the part um that I really needed to turn to God to help me let go of my resentments. You know, we're supposed to be at this point, um, done with the resentments before we can apologize and, um, you know, and, and change. And so I had to do a lot of praying. I prayed for them. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed to have my resentments lifted. I prayed for acceptance. Um, you know, and when I made my amends to my husband, I only claimed my part. I did not point out what he did or didn't do. Um, you know, he's not my enemy, and but the resentments I was clinging to, were my enemies. Those resentments were the things that were blocking me. Those hurts um, that I was keeping fresh were as deadly as an enemy. They were my enemy. Um, And that I had to realize that I did things that hurt our marriage. I reacted, I withdrew. It didn't matter why, it didn't matter what he did. My relationship um, with my higher power is teaching me, it taught me, it's continuing to teach me To have true acceptance. Um, This is like, for me, where the serenity prayer becomes really important. Um, Accepting the people, I cannot change. The situations, I cannot change. Um, You know, it's like, yeah, Melissa, you didn't get what you wanted. The script did not unfold according to your plan. Um, When I found acceptance, then I found forgiveness. And then I could really go with the spirit of repair. You know, amend Repair, um, And the beautiful thing is, is that I get to practice this, you know, with my husband daily, you know, because um, we're in a living relationship, a vital living relationship. And so some of my defects come up again, um, and I have to always water the love, not the resentments, um, if I want to truly amend. So thank you. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you. We'll move on to Nessa R.
14: Hi, this is Nessa R. Recovered um, in Toronto, Canada. Um, Something that I have learned by going through the inventory process of Steps 4 through 9 is that I need to keep the focus on myself, on my actions, on my motives, uh, on everything that has to do with me, what the other guy does, how they react to... Um, my actions, whether they're the you that know, I've done or even the uh, amends that I've done, uh, is totally irrelevant. Their thoughts are irrelevant. Their reactions are irrelevant. What is relevant is what I do and keeping the focus on that. And step nine is no different. It's actually even more important that I become grounded in... Um, the fact that this is this is about me and what I've done, not um, about the other guy and what they've done. And so when I go in um, to make amends, um, I have to really be focused on that and not have expectations or reactions um, or anything that might be coming my way um, from the other side. And, and so in that way, and I've been taught that in making amends, I have to cover some specific points, you know, you know, first of all, I have to make a specific statement of the offending behavior. I have to say exactly what it is that I did wrong. You know, not some platitudinal, I'm sorry if I said anything that hurt you. You know, I have to, I have to be very specific. I have to acknowledge that it was harmful or hurtful to the other person. And then I have to assume responsibility for... The behavior, for my behavior or the harm that I did. You know, I have to admit my fault, um, and that's forgiveness. Then I have to show remorse or regret because if I don't care, if the if the amends is um, is insincere, you know, then it's not gonna it's not gonna help my recovery any. And then I have to make a commitment to 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 not repeat that specific behavior, you know. I have to make a commitment to change because that's what a man means. A man is not to apologize to offer excuses. A man means to change. And then finally, I have to make reparations. And, and you know, I used to think reparations is, you know, if I com- stole stolen something, I give it back. If I, you know, owe money, I pay it. But reparations means more than that, you know. Sometimes I have stolen time from people, you know, from my employer, you know. So how am I going to pay that back? How am I going to make reparations by, you know, working extra time and extra hard? If I have stolen in terms of um, undivided attention, you know, especially to my family members, my loved ones, you know, I have to give them undivided um, attention where I focus fully on them and their needs. Time. Thank you. Um, And this is how um, I keep it focused on myself and with that I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you. We'll move on to Tracy T. Tracy T., you're up.
17: Hi, this is Tracy T. from New York. And um, my experience with making amends, uh, having gone through the steps a couple of times, initially uh, required me to truly pray and open myself up so that my apologies or whatever my definition of amends was at the time for whichever person really was in connection with what my higher power was talking to me about and not my ego, not fear, not um, my own little addiction to uh, wanting to keep myself up. Um, and another, one of the amends I made I thought was unique because I was um, struggling with the boundaries of what a healthy amends would look like. And I was fortunate enough that time to have a sponsor who actually... Um, helped me a lot with that amends and was a little baffled or needed some support herself in helping me and took a day or two to talk to her own sponsor and came back and together helped me construct um, a written amends that was healthy and safe for me and completely appropriate for the amends I was trying to give. So it's been a real awakening in what an amends means, and I'm not saying I even know it now, but through prayer and through True honesty and maybe going through the amends with a sponsor before doing it um, has been a healthy recipe for me truly benefiting uh, myself as well as offering that grace to the person that I I owe the amends to.
0: Thank you, and thank you, um, Leah. We have one minute if you want to take it, <laughs> and you'll be our last share. One
18: minute, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. What can I say in one minute? I'll, I'll I will give you a minute and a half. How's I'll I'll that? That's a all right. That's a a right. No, that's okay. <laughs> you know, I mean the question that I always, you know, ask myself as I always say is, you know, how free do I want to be? You know, am I willing to go to any length for my freedom? You know, from compulsive overeating, of course, but from the unmanageability of my life, from the spiritual malady, from this cancer of my soul, am I willing to go through with this? Yes, it might be embarrassing, yes, it may be uncomfortable, yes, I might suffer some pain. Yes, this is the last step you know in the uh in the inventory process, yes, it's ego reducing. But am I willing to have a spiritual experience? How much do I want that? (laughs) How much do I want that? Am I willing to be completely transformed? Do I want to be changed, you know, to live a life that's never been available to me before? Well, I don't know about you, but I answered yes. (laughs) I wanted that, and I wanted it badly, and therefore I did the work. And it's worth,
0: you know, what can I say? It works when you work it. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, okay, that, comes, uh, that brings us to the close of our meeting today. And for those that couldn't uh, get a chance to share, there's a second hour of unrecorded um, um, meeting followed after this. So thank you to everyone who has shared. Um, Please stay tuned. Sarah W., Rochelle M., and Maria M., um, please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study, immediately followed by closing. She'll give you another opportunity to share. And we will now close with the reading of the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Um, I will now ask Katie G. to please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
6: Hi, do. KG, recovered compulsive reader, and and polemics. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask Him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own health is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got.